Well, it appears, appears that we may finally be reaching the tipping point in the gender fluidity and gender identity agenda, which is harming so many young people. Two key things happened last week, which the New Zealand media didn't seem that keen to talk about. But we are. So let's check it out. So in a significant development, the UK's Tavistock Transgender Clinic is to be shut down by the NHS, that's the UK Ministry of Health, after a review found it is not safe for children. Not safe. And that there is insufficient evidence to recommend puberty blockers. Now, according to media reports, NHS England will move young people who believe that they are trans into regional centres, which will take a more holistic approach to treatment and look at other mental health or medical issues that they may have. And of course, that's one of the key arguments that there are a comorbidity of disorders with young people who struggle with their gender identity, and that when you solve these other issues, the gender dysphoria can also be healed. Now, the decision to shut down Tavistock is a response to a review which warned that medics at Tavistock had felt under pressure to adopt an unquestioning affirmative approach to gender identity rather than going through the normal process of clinical assessment with young people. And you may remember the name Kira Bell, a 24-year-old woman who began taking puberty blockers when she was 16 before detransitioning, and so she's now her biological sex again. But she took a court action against the Tavistock Clinic. As a teenager, Kira Bell wanted to become a boy. Now she sees the transition she underwent as a temporary and superficial fix for a complex identity issue. That's why she brought her case to the High Court, arguing that children should not be able to give informed consent to receive hormone-blocking drugs delaying puberty. When I was put on the hormone blockers, I had no real idea of how it was going to affect me in reality on a day-to-day -day basis. And, um, you know, I was uh, just very eager to get on the cross-sex hormone. The legal action against the Tavistock and Portman NHS Trust which runs the country's only gender identity clinic for children, is also being taken by the mother of a 16-year-old on the waiting list for treatment. It's the age Kira was when she started taking the hormone blockers, prescribed for some not yet out of primary school. Are they able to understand the nature of the information that they are being given? So they have sufficient life experience? And we say for children as young as 10, 11, 12, to be able to weigh up the loss of fertility the loss of sexual function uh, is simply not possible. Yeah, well, fortunately, the High Court agreed with Kira, but the Court of Appeal overturned that. But now the NHS has officially slammed the door on the clinic, and not a day too soon. Professor, Professor Christopher Gilberg, who's an expert in child and adolescent psychiatry, gave expert evidence in the British High Court, and he believes prescribing drugs to delay puberty is a scandal and tantamount to conducting a live experiment on vulnerable children. He said, in my years as a physician, I cannot remember an issue of greater significance for the practice of medicine. We have left established evidence-based clinical practice and are using powerful life-altering medication for a vulnerable group of adolescents and children based upon a belief. And Professor Gilberg and other leading medical experts revealed that puberty-halting drugs can harm a patient's brain and bone development, medics are failing to warn about the infertility risks posed by puberty blockers, 
Children who regret treatment find themselves locked into new bodies, and internet sites persuade autistic children they are transgender when they simply have identity issues. So we're calling on the New Zealand government. They need to pause the use of puberty blockers for teenagers here in New Zealand while further research is undertaken. And it's a sentiment supported by a majority of New Zealand and an increasing number of medical groups. Medical professionals and medical groups, including the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Psychiatrists, they're sounding growing international concern around the use of puberty blockers to treat young people's gender dysphoria because of the low certainty of benefits, but the significant potential for medical harm. And Britain's NHS recently withdrew a claim that the effects of puberty blockers are fully reversible. But this claim was recently made on TVNZ's Sunday programme. Have a watch. I know, just a little bit sharp. Doing real good. Good boy. The price to be his true self. Ow, that one hurt. Ouch, 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 ouch. So that's where puberty blockers can be helpful. A medical intervention. Puberty blockers, they turn off the sex hormone production. Um, and by doing that, it stops puberty moving forwards. And are they reversible? So yeah, absolutely. Have a lie down. But there are some unknowns. Wow. We know that bones while someone's on a blocker it's not that they're getting weaker but they're just not building up in the same way they usually would do during adolescence we still don't know when you're 60 or 70 whether that might have an impact well that's from a discussion i had with dr john whitehall uh, and you can watch that full discussion on family matters on our website familyfirst.nz you know in sweden their leading gender clinic uh, stockholm's astrid lindgren children's hospital they recently ended routine treatment of minors under the age of 18 with puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. In Australia, the Australian newspaper reported on a new paper involving gender clinic staff from the Children's Hospital at Westmead in Sydney, which says that gender clinicians are under increasing pressure to enable conveyabout medicalisation of children who arrive already convinced that hormonal drugs are the only solution to their distress. And in the Westmead study, there were high rates of anxiety, depression, suicidal ideas, behavioural disorders, autism, and adverse child experiences, such as family conflict, exposure to domestic violence, parents with mental illness, loss of important figures through separation, and bullying. And the authors say, quote, Yet families tended to medicalise the child's distress, attributing it solely to gender dysphoria as an isolated phenomenon with the consequence that the family identified the medical pathway, uh, in other words, changing the child's sex as the only potential way forward. Now, Finland has revised its treatment guidelines in June 2020, prioritising psychological interventions and support over medical interventions, particularly for youth with post-pubertal onset of gender dysphoria. We actually polled on this issue in New Zealand, uh, Curia Market Research, and found that a majority, 51%, support a ban on puberty blockers for under-16s, and just 28% disagree. Now, the closing of the Tavistock Clinic comes at the same time as the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, in the US this month, issued a warning label about the risks of puberty blockers after six minors, aged between 5 and 12, experienced severe symptoms. The minors, who were all biologically female, suffered from symptoms of 
tumor-like masses in the brain, including visual disturbances, seeing bright lights that aren't there, headache or vomiting, swelling of the optic nerve, increased blood pressure, and also eye paralysis. Whew. Now, remember, this is the same country where President Biden's administration recently released a series of documents encouraging gender reassignment surgery and hormone treatments like puberty blockers for minors and said it was gender-affirming care and it's all about loving the kids. Have a listen. Children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. For example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing and healthcare systems, everywhere. Simply everywhere. Yep, everywhere. So look, on one hand, you have what an increasing number of medical groups and what parents are calling for, watchful waiting, because the research shows that the overwhelming majority of children grow out of their gender dysphoria after puberty, accompanied by counseling and support, and that for many children with gender dysphoria, there's also other comorbid psychiatric disorders. Anyone working with a transgender child needs to look for and treat comorbid disorders. In fact, research has shown that children, for example, with autism spectrum disorders, are seven times more likely to want to be the opposite sex than the general population. So you can have this watchful waiting therapy and healing of the mind, or you can have Biden's way and the gender activist's way and the media's way, chemicals and castration on young people. The same children who struggle with knowing what clothes to wear, what they want for dinner, and when they should go to bed. Yet apparently they have sufficient knowledge to know that they were born in the wrong body. And it will be beneficial for them to cut off their breasts or penises, bind their chest, take cross-sex hormones, block the natural progression of puberty, and potentially destroy their fertility. It's so disturbing. The, the, this, this group are captive to a dangerous, radical left sexual agenda. The same agenda that want to confuse the meaning and role of marriage and can't even define the word woman. You know, it's time we put first do no harm medicine uh, and credible research ahead of ideology and an agenda to push gender fluidity indoctrination. Now, in our next two episodes, I want to bring you two amazing stories on the same theme. One is uh, Chloe's story, and uh, she was on puberty blockers at 13 and a double mastectomy at 15. Yes, 15. And the other is a Chicago mum who lost custody of her daughter for insisting that her daughter is a girl. And you will be very surprised who the mum is. Catch you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.